0: Project K-fabe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe. Today is Wednesday, January 13th, and we're doing a wrestling episode for you today. Hope you're excited. I'm really excited to be having this episode come out just because it's always fun to talk about some wrestling, right? You know, here and there it is, I mean. Um, Today, I'm with Quade, of course, and we're going to be talking about just some small things here and there, you know, like Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre happening at the Rumble. We're talking about our thoughts on what that's going to be and, you know, our feelings about Goldberg being back fighting for a world title. Uh, We talk about... Uh, AEW and Impact and how it's going with Kenny Omega and the boys. You know, uh, have some feelings on that one. Uh, we have this new series, not new series, but new segment that we're doing uh, called What If? And this is like uh, potential storylines that were apparently about to happen or moments in wrestling that were supposed to happen um, or just things that were going to be planned for but never ended up happening. Um, so that was very interesting to talk about. And, uh, I learned some things and I hope you learned some things too. Uh, before we go into the episode, I just want to say thank you. Once again, I always like thanking all of you for just listening and being supportive of the podcast. It means a lot. Um, check us out on our social medias, at project underscore Kfabe. You can find this on Instagram and Twitter. That's our main platforms. We do have the others like TikTok and Facebook and whatnot, but we put the most work, or we're trying to put the most work And by we, I mean me, uh, trying to get more interactions on our Twitter and Instagram. So go check us out there. As always, I appreciate all of you. Love you all. Now let's get into the episode.
0: All right, here we are with A once again how you doing A? how you feeling what's up feeling good you know uh wrestling you know there's been it's been it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's only tuesday and, and yesterday alone was just like oh, all right this is this is the week we're going to have so Guess yeah that? yesterday
1: <laughs> just yesterday was enough for me to be like i don't give a shit about wrestling anymore this <laughs> week i don't want to talk about wrestling i'm doing this podcast cuz this is what we do but I'm like God. Yesterday was very fucking ugh for an episode of Raw, <laughs> and I I tried to sleep through a lot of it. I woke up for I like missed the last part of what happened exactly with the Randy and Triple H stuff, and then I'm like, you know, I'm on the toilet. I'm like, let me see what's going, what happened, and then I'm like, oh, that's what happened. Gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that was like probably the worst ending of the Raw that I personally seen. Maybe like maybe like two three weeks because so honestly, Raw's always bad. So. Not in like, a long range of things.
1: Hopefully they fucking fix it. You're on the USA Network. I hope they fix it or the USA Network, like, fucking pulls them. <laughs> that would be great. You know, you pull them off and then they'll have to figure out where to fucking go. They have been on the USA Network for basically all of my time watching wrestling. They've been on there. Oh, I think like, that's, yeah. like, what, about 2005, I think, is when they jumped over there. Like, around the time they did the draft. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, Cena went over. So, yeah fucking pull them risk it like <laughs> fucking just say you you i don't know how much they fucking need it they got a lot of people watching Law and order and shit on that channel so i don't fucking know Yeah, but usa network they were like hey we want more adult shit so how about we like we burn somebody on a pay-per-view not even on the show like that we want you to be more adult on and then now you like fucking throw fireballs and do it i mean Instead
0: of adult, they got a uh, they got Supernatural, <laughs> which is probably worse.
1: Yeah, for that you can go watch Supernatural on like TNT or
0: the CW,
1: <laughs> even though that's kind of over now. So fuck it. Uh, but we we were going to talk about some like just you know our opinions on certain things, not really big news, just opinions on stuff that's been going around in wrestling. And then uh, brought up a new idea for the show. It's a new segment. It's a working title, but I'm just going to call it "What If." you know kind of like the disney marvel what if thing but what if and these are like basically storylines that you know could have fucking happened in professional wrestling so that's uh that's why i want to go with stuff that like you know almost happened um so so let's get into the conversations first um drew mcintyre versus goldberg i think this was something we barely even touched on on our last episode because it was weird cuz at the same time for that episode of Raw they kind of just shoved it in out of fucking nowhere. They were like, all right, Goldberg's coming out. He's going to push Drew McIntyre and then he fucking like gets up right in the middle as they cut off of the show. How <laughs> what, are, what are what are your thoughts? You know, it's interesting because people are saying like, oh, like, you know, fuck this. Why is Goldberg coming back? Why is Goldberg coming back? Fuck this. You know, he's an old fucker. But then again, like it, it makes me feel like you know we we were excited to see Sting. So now that we see Goldberg, is it because he's already like won fucking two championships? And we're like, why? It's it's a very interesting like turn. Wrestling fans are very like I guess fickle is the best way mm. to describe it. We like one thing one day, and the other day you give us something else similar to it, and we're like, no, that's disgusting. Get it out of our faces. And for me, I mean, I just hope that. Drew mcintyre fucking just wins it's a waste of a, like a match honestly but if they're just looking for something to do i guess as long as drew mcintyre comes on top and not loses that's good to me but what's what is your opinion
0: uh i like it only because i like seeing people complain a lot about things that they do so from the, from the standpoint of just like watching the wc go crazy I, i'm here for it for that main reason uh I like Goldberg. Personally, I think Goldberg is a good guy. Uh, yeah, he shouldn't be winning championships in, uh, in this day and age. But when he's on TV, I mean, I thought the small little promo, while awkward, was funny. I thought Drew's line of fighting, like find my dad is like, I don't know. I took it away. It's just a funny segment. And I thought, like, you no, know what? If, if this happens, it happens. I'm kind of here for it
1: yeah i did i think that was pretty funny you know talking about fighting his dad basically i thought it was fucking dumb though and this is (laughs) something they need to figure out why is goldberg gonna say that drew mcintyre's out here talking shit and disrespecting legends when drew mcintyre is literally the world champ he's the biggest baby face they got going on right now and I'm pretty sure there was no point at all throughout the show he disrespected them. I mean, he was, like, fucking here posing with racist Hulk Hogan. So, like, you know, he got to have uber respect if he's going to be nice to this guy. So, like, I don't understand where, who told, like, Goldberg to say that. I don't know if Goldberg fucking ad-libbed and fucking just, like, I'm going to just say this to see if I can get some heat off of it. But very, very random reason to have... A problem with the world champ.
0: Yeah, that see that that's that's that that didn't make sense at all. Like, if it was, say it was Randy Orton, it would have made complete sense because he spent the whole night going to the people that he uh, he he punted or whatever and like talking trash to them. But it is, I I think Goldberg just I heard I read something that he like he was supposed to ad lib his lines or do something different because those run out of time and he didn't do that. So this is on, I think that's on Goldberg too. Just like dude, what are you doing? If the switch doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hope that they could find a best way to, like, get around us in the rest of the storyline. I mean, now it's kind of hard because Drew's going to be, like, at home until he's, like, COVID-less. Because, unfortunately, the man got COVID. Um, but, yeah, what the hell is... Uh, that, that was just a random fucking reason to have a problem with him. Just be like, yo, you're the champ. I'm Goldberg. I want to fucking fuck you up. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's, like... Nine times out of ten why Goldberg came back in a lot of these other matches that he had. He's like, Yo, I'm just Goldberg, so I'm going to have a match with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's true. I don't even think he needs to, like, they don't even, yeah, they don't even need a story for Goldberg to come back. It just, it's just simple. Hey, this guy wants to fight someone. He thinks is the best. Just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, like, they don't really even, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a time that Goldberg, had, like, had a legitimate reason besides just wanting to fight someone. Like, no, like, nothing more than that. I can't think, like, what The Undertaker was. I mean, Kevin Owens, obviously, he was a champ, so he wanted to get the belt. But, I mean, that could just be the same fucking thing here. He's like, oh, I'm not done yet. I want gold. Blah, blah, blah. Goldberg is my name, so gold is in the name. I don't know. Some <laughs> shit like that. Make a cool line like that. Fuck it. But, uh, so, random. I guess it could work. As long like I'm happy they're not throwing this out for WrestleMania right now. It yeah. it could very much still go to WrestleMania. So that's that's one thing. But the fact that they're doing it for the Royal Rumble is okay enough for me unless it gets to WrestleMania and they're like, "Oh, man. Like we already saw Goldberg at fucking WrestleMania. Like he he lost to Braun Strowman." Um I hope I don't know. I I don't even have an idea on who could face Drew at uh, WrestleMania. It would be cool for someone like Keith Lee. But it might be building up to Sheamus now. Because I thought they would have already pulled the Sheamus card already. But it looks like that's going to be a long thing. That they're going to probably pull at Mania. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm just happy. I guess I'm just more happy that Goldberg won't be facing Roman Reigns at, at WrestleMania. I know that was something that was talked about in rumors. So, oh, yeah. that seems to be not happening. Which I think is <laughs> the most ideal situation right now. Out of, out of all of this. So that saved (laughs) at least
1: oh yeah and it kind of still leaves it open but not at all to the rock i don't think the rock will be doing it at all i don't think we'll get if if we get the slightest of a rock like i don't know cameo like he fucking facetimes fucking like wrestlemania that'll be the most because if he was going to be showing up for like wrestlemania to have a match we need this to be advertised at least already like by now yeah, like I don't know if they're going to be doing it. I feel like they could pull something at the Rumble, but it's very, very short. Uh, I feel like if you want to promote the Rock, um, you got to promote it as soon as you can because the more and more buys you'll get. If I don't even know how pay per view buys even work anymore now that they got the network, but yeah. interesting goldberg drew mcintyre happy to see what it is now i could see if it goes past royal rumble then i'll get a little scared i'm like oh no they're gonna try and run this at the fucking mania aren't they <laughs> and i also wonder is mania gonna be two nights again that was uh that was interesting to make it a two-night mania
0: yeah i like the two-night mania i thought it was more easier to watch than then uh staying up at starting at five eight five p.m. and going until 12 a.m to watch one show it was it's kind of ridiculous. And in, in the end, uh, I like the two shows. It broke it up a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom's been doing it for a bit, and it's really good with them. But that's because, like, it's fucking, like, they're producing good <laughs> shit like, compared right. to, like, you know, when I, when I think back on, like, WrestleMania the last year, if you condensed the two nights and just took all the good matches, it would equal one night. So <laughs> really you just do. work harder and r- making it – making yourself if you work hard i guess no the phrase is work smarter not harder i guess that would have been great but i don't fucking know (laughs) uh next thing something else i want to talk about something that i thought was really big for a while and then now like all of a sudden it doesn't feel that big to me anymore that's the like aew impact stuff going on Mm. we had it all start with kenny omega fucking screwing john moxley out of the title because of don Callis, and then you know, Don Callis like, oh, if you want to know more, like, t- uh, tune into Impact next week, and then like that following week on the same on on Impact and on on Dynamite, Kenny Omega said the same thing pretty much, and so did Don Callis. Um, and then for the last like two weeks, they've been like, you know, teasing like him being back, uh, Kenny Omega being back with Carl Anderson and uh, Luke Gallows. But in my head, when I think of Bullet Club. I really don't think of Kenny Omega and Carl Anderson and, and Luke Gallows. They they felt very much like two different times of Bullet Club when they were a part of it. I only think of mostly like obviously the elite, Cody, you know, him betraying like Adam Cole and shit like that. But they've been teasing that for a bit. They're gonna have a match with um against Rich Swan and somebody else, um, and Motor City Machine Guns, I believe, at um Hard to Kill, which I think is this weekend. And uh, ju- they just had Doc Gallows, I mean, Luke Gallows, invade uh, Impact. I mean, they're already on Impact. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> they had them in invade Dynamite this past week. And uh, you had the Young Bucks come out. You had Kenny Omega there. And they all pulled out the 2 sweet, you know, a.k.a. Bullet Club shit. Even though know, they're technically not allowed to do that. Because WWE <laughs> is like, now nah, cease and desist your bitch ass. But... Even with them jumping over to AEW, it just doesn't feel as big as everyone wanted it to be, which is, like, you know, opening the fucking gates to have, like, cross-brand shit. And I don't know. It just at this point, it's like, okay, it's cool to see Kenny Omega go over there, but it's been taking a long time for this payoff, and, I don't, and this match at, like, Hard to Kill, I feel like won't even be interesting enough for me to care about. Until, like, Kenny Omega goes against Rich Swan for the TNT, TNA the Impact World Championship, then I'll care a little bit more, but even then, it's still not
0: what I wanted. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, like the first two weeks, I went to, uh, so when Kenny first went to Thailand the week after, and I watched Impact. I thought it was cool. I watched Impact for you like another week after it, then I stopped because it was just like I don't want to watch this. I don't want to. I really don't feel interested in watching Tuesday wrestling. So I was like, I right, am not doing that. Um so I forgot the story was even going on up until uh <laughs> dynamite when uh when uh the good brothers came. I thought that was a cool moment. Like, I I thought it was cool to see like a small book reunion between the five of them. Um and I was like, all right, this is this is fun, this is this is interesting. Um, but outside of that I, where does it go? I I, I mean I think, I think AW is just like I understand why they're doing it with Kenny because Kenny's the biggest star they got but I feel like they're squandering the potential of what this uh, this uh, partnership could do because what they really need help with, out of able keep saying this, the women's division, Impact probably has the best women's division right now, and if you're not collaborating with them on that front, I, I feel like AEW's vision of what they want to do with the women is kind of like non-existent and foggy because they're, they're still featuring the NWA title more than the actual champion, it's still and it's still kind of like, annoying to me because yeah they keep saying oh it's not gonna fix overnight yada yada but you have a company right next to you who has the talent that you need to put you to the next level but you're not using them and you stay doing some bullet club storyline which honestly if you didn't watch new japan back like then you probably wouldn't care about it granted most people who watch probably did watch it but still yeah
1: yeah that's true i'm trying to think because like the casual wwe fan probably wouldn't care but the probably the casual WWE fan isn't watching AEW you know True. yeah um no that's a very good point like especially cuz you have the impact roster like if you're whatever this relationship is if you could utilize their women's division like it doesn't even mean that like i don't know like for example it's stupid but have AEW women go over when they're facing impact women on AEW, and then you know switch it around you know so impact gets the rub too they beat them on like you know on impact like you know if you're an impact star you beat an aw uh woman uh, star and you know then like anything can go on pay-per-views i don't know just utilizing that because then on aw main show your women are getting elevated more and at least getting shown but yeah that's true like it's always funny to think like you got thunder rosa and um serena being used 10 times more mm-hmm. and like they're at least using Britt baker but that's one one woman they're never going to stop using at least mm-hmm. um so that's something that just like i it would it seems cool like when it first happened i'm like oh this means so much and now it's been happening and now it's like they're only focusing on kenny and i get it it's kenny omega he's going to do really great. You put him on there, but I feel like that that, you know, that moment is kind of past by now cuz now I I looked at Twitch, right? Cuz that that's where I ended up watching Impact when uh the first like big thing happened with Kenny Omega winning the title. And they were over like 100 and something like fans, a hundred something thousand fans. And now if you go watch, there's like 6k people watching on their Twitch. Mm-hmm. So like A lot of the hype I feel has probably dropped for a lot of people, and you got to figure out something. I mean, this Bullet Club ish reunion is great, but if the payoff isn't Kenny winning the belt and then opening up the gates for other people to invade, like then what is going on? An invasion is great. Why I would fucking love an invasion. You know, they get tired of seeing Kenny Omega's ass like pop up and shit. You know. Impact goes over there and tries to fuck with him or, you know, fuck with them. Just a nice Impact versus AEW. We give us something like that because why not? Uh, it's not like you're going to be waiting for fans to be pulling that off unless they really are. And I don't think that's going to be the biggest thing to, you know, it's not going to put uh, pick up like Impact ticket sales. They can't. I feel like their <laughs> venues are like bingo halls at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know what's going to do for AEW, it would be cool, because at least they, when they start traveling around, they'll get definitely, they'll definitely get some money out of that for sure, but, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, I want more. <laughs> I want yeah. more. We're not getting more. Maybe it's just you gotta be patient. Patience is a virtue. I mean, maybe there's something <laughs> is really gonna come out of this, and it takes some fucking time, but right now, you're losing my interest as the time goes on.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't even know what big could come out of it because I, I I hate to be mean, but Impact just doesn't have anyone interested in that I feel like can make this worthwhile. And then the, at the end of the day, like if this was New Japan and AEW, then this is like ah, this is this is huge. Uh, but Impact is I don't know. It's just it's just yeah, I don't know.
1: There's still people on Impact that I would like to see. Obviously, there's Sammy Callahan who could make it work. You got to think about. It. I feel like do how how well familiar with their roster because if you think further into no, their no. roster, there is some potential. Because like you know, back if they would have done this a couple years ago, if AEW was around, it could have been cool because you had Karrion and Cross. He could have went over. Yeah, Brian Cage, but he's already signed to them. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm trying to think right now. I could see Rich Swan having some good matches. I could see Sammy Callahan obviously having some good matches. He had a feud with john moxley in the past so that could be something they revisit um someone like willie mack can easily have a good match with somebody there like put him against like it's not uh, like someone like anyone against team taz honestly um put in someone like uh, people a lot of people hate him nowadays but tjp <laughs> oh yeah I I he's, a, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a son. yeah he but he went back to that mask gimmick where he was like suicide but now he's mm-hmm. like matt uh manic there you go he's manic now uh, i don't understand a lot of people on the internet hate tjp and i don't <laughs> get why um maybe there's something he said or he's a fucking idiot probably i don't know uh no offense tjp i don't know who you <laughs> are but you i don't know people don't like you on the internet for some reason i don't have a problem so there's like stuff that they could work with and like of course their women's division we already talked about like they have ty valkyrie they got rosemary they got susie uh, aka Su young uh, so there's things that could work and try and make it figure like something out but just one if that's at all the thing um don Callis, i saw he apparently says he has basically no more work needed for him or there's nothing left for him to do at new japan <laughs> so if AEW really wanted a big thing with new japan well they're, they don't have that much with don Callis. maybe he has some good relations there but there's no He doesn't have anything really to do there anymore, so the best part would be if there was a real New Japan AEW thing because then we could get stuff like Okada back in the mix with Omega, which would be cool. You could get like Tanahashi back in there. It could be a lot of cool stuff if New Japan can like find a way to open their doors with Impact and AEW. A trifecta, if even, but at least AEW. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I hope, I hope something happens between uh, AEW and, and and New Japan. somewhere down the road, that'd be pretty cool. But I, I guess there is stuff for Impact that could happen. I guess, for me personally, I'm not too attached to the roster Impact, so it doesn't really affect me too much.
1: Yeah, I feel that. But hopefully, hopefully we just gotta wait. So, uh, one more thing before we get into like our what almost happened storylines. Uh, we have Jay White. So, talking about New Japan stuff, you know, Jay White. He just lost that match against Kota obushi for the New Japan World Title and the Intercontinental Title. At the press conference afterwards, he was like, "Yo, like I'm after New Japan Dash. I'm done. Like I'm out of here." And like I thought it was kayfabe, but turns out I think he's actually fucking leaving. And people are a lot of people are trying to figure out where did he, where do they think he's going. And it seems like WWE or possibly NXT would be the big thing for him to go to. Uh, It's always, it's so funny to me to think about it. Like people like Jay White are stars in new Japan and like, they're going to get like sent to NXT. And like, I don't think he's someone that kind of needs to fucking like hone his craft down in NXT because like he's, he's a new Japan dojo guy. Like he fucking learned from a dojo. He could fucking wrestle. But then again, I'm happy he goes down to NXT because it actually means he'll have like good matches and he'll be important until they met, put him into the main roster at some point, then they fucking make him a mid-carter losing to people like I don't know, Braun Strowman for no random reason. But yeah, it would be cool to see him in NXT, that's my thought.
0: Yeah, I think uh I think I I think I I honestly would love to see him on the main roster over and en- the I- i'm conflicted okay so i'll, I'll let see him debut after a rumble i think that could be a fun thing however i would like to see him go to NXT. i think he just have a better he would have better matches in nxt uh okay people like finn balor uh adam cole uh champa gargano so much people on NXT that he could face that kind of fits his uh his match style compared to the main roster. But, of course, as a star as as him, I would see him, like, on SmackDown. Not Raw. I think Raw is, like, the death sentence for most, sorry, most superstars, so. Oh, yeah. Definitely not there. Uh, But I would see him on NXT or SmackDown, at least.
1: Yeah. If he he were to go to the main roster, SmackDown would be nice. I don't see him being the guy to beat Roman. Honestly, I don't want anyone specifically (laughs) to beat Roman. I just want Roman to be on top until Cena or The Rock is an option, if that ever becomes an option. Uh, but, yeah, Jay White going down to NXT would be really good just for the matches he could have. And then the different options, like, he, I could see him really killing it with Finn Balor, and I think he teased apparently, I don't know where, I saw this on a post somewhere, uh, that he teased about having, like, an opportunity, or not an opportunity, but he would want to face, like, Balor. Um And yeah, the Royal Rumble would be cool, but then like, you know, you got a lot of people would be like, all right, he just showed up on the Royal Rumble. Now he's not on the main roster. What the fuck, guys? (laughs) People are going to complain regardless, but yeah. Where where was it saying? Oh, apparently uh, the Twitter account, WrestleVotes, teased that Triple H was interested in Jay White.
0: I love WrestleVotes. No one likes WrestleVotes, but I like WrestleVotes. People people keep saying that he gets wrong. I think he gets more stuff right than wrong. But yeah,
1: I mean, it would be it would be cool if he was right on that one. If like you know, if Triple H wants him, I feel like that's the thing about Triple H. Like Triple H knows what's good. I feel like he has people who definitely fucking like pays attention to what's going on in the indie scene and shit like that. Obviously, I mean, he showed up to evolve. I'm pretty sure he showed up to uh, something in the UK once before as well too. So, I mean, he needs to know because that's where you're getting all these NXT people from. So, it makes sense that Triple H is aware compared to the god himself, Mr.
0: McMahon. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Hunter always, he has a good eye for talent, especially when it comes to, like, uh, these indie talent or people overseas. And he just had, I think he just has a better, like, vision in terms of, like, what people could do versus Vince. I don't know. Vince probably doesn't even know who J.Y. is, to be quite honest. <laughs> oh no,
1: he he definitely doesn't. There was someone <laughs> big. I remember. I forget when I or wh- or who it was, but there was someone big that got signed to WWE or like got put in the main roster, and he had no clue who the fuck they were, and like <laughs> they were like a big deal. If I remember, like someone was a big deal, and like Vince just didn't know.
0: <laughs> I I don't know how this guy could go through as a CEO of a company, but don't watch or don't even like listen to the competition and see what's going on. This is your industry that you basically you built and you don't see, and you don't look to see what's going on in it. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. I don't understand how, like I know you live, like he has so many other things on his plate. It makes sense, but it's just like to be absent about what's going on in these other brands. And like, even if you don't consider them like competition, these are clearly still people. Like, I don't know. Like I would still at least have an idea or, have someone report to me what goes on aw so if i ever could find out like if uh somebody's contracts going on like up i'll make sure someone snags them or something like that right so yeah oh maybe i'm confusing a story but i definitely there's it's 100 percent true i feel at some point that vince mcmahon didn't know who somebody was and they were kind of a big deal but I did hear that apparently when Koto, Koto Ibushi had his time in the WWE for a hot second during the Cruiserweight like Classic and shit, he didn't know who Vince McMahon was.
0: <laughs> yeah, I heard that story. That's actually, man, that's extremely funny.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, Koto Ibushi doesn't need that shit. And it's crazy to think <laughs> that Koto Ibushi had like four fucking matches in the WWE and then fucking like, <laughs> he wasn't, he was like, all right, I'm good. And like same thing with Zack Saber Jr. He had the Cruiserweight Classic, and I think maybe like one other match, and he's like, you know what, I'm good too. <laughs> and like all <laughs> New Japan staples who probably like don't give a care enough to go to WWE, and they don't. And honestly, at least Kota Ibushi doesn't fucking need it. Clearly,
0: yeah, um, I, don't, I don't blame him at all. Like I wouldn't. This yeah, I would, I, no talent in Japan in like in New Japan that don't speak like full English. I wouldn't even consider going because you just know how they treat people who don't, uh, who can't cut an English promo. It's just kind of disgusting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's pretty as until like Asuka. I feel like it wasn't until they started giving like uh, Asian superstars a chance because I like to say like Asuka opened the door for people like obviously like Kyrie uh Io Shirai, Shinsuke. I feel like she definitely opened up a door to at least make it possible for them to be not just some random like funaki type deal you know
0: yeah right But
1: they've changed but it that's still so like recent it's it's taken a long time like there was that time where like i think it was funaki somebody else there was that, like that asian trio that went like chop choppy a pp on like some attitude era and they tried to cut off val venus's cock that was like <laughs> something in the attitude era i remember and like they have the man just fucking like being held by his hands and they're about to chop his dick off. And like, that was just like, that's funny attitude air stuff, but like, that's like so unnecessary, especially when a lot of these <laughs> Japanese stars, like go ham, like fucking Tajiri was fucking dope. Like the Japanese yeah. saw, And he was like, kind of not really used for much when he went, went to the main roster of, uh, after leaving ECW and shit like that. Yeah. But back to the original discussion of Jay White, Jay White, I feel especially with his whole run with the Bullet Club and shit like that, I think he could do extremely well if they just used him correctly because he's like his arrogance about him and just his look is a that like cocky asshole like British guy. If he is British, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, it really does well in New Japan. Like I. Like, when he came out and ruined, like, Kota Ibushi's, like, celebration and kind of interrupted it to be like, yo, you got me tomorrow, you bitch. Like, I thought that was really good. I I Like, I felt the hate that people would probably feel after, especially ruining someone like Ibushi's big move, uh, big success. So I could see him doing well, and NXT would be great for him. And just, unfortunately, like, he's more made for, like, main roster, though. And that's the thing with a lot of people that end up coming over. Like obviously, Shinsuke Nakamura probably should have been on main roster first, but thank God he went to NXT because then we at least got a real Shinsuke run compared to what we're getting now.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, at like, least. Uh, yeah, I think they, they Shinsuke should have been should have been a bigger star in main roster. They, they kind of botched him completely with the the whole mania thing, and then, but now it seems that they're finally fixing it. Uh, hopefully. If unless Adam Pierce really do get the title shot, then i would be a little disappointed.
1: I, I totally believe Adam Pierce is going to get that title shot. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do anything with Shinsuke. I don't think Shinsuke at this point even minds after his ass has been brutally assaulted by being in New Japan for years. Being in WWE gets him a nice old break, and he's getting paid money, so
0: he <laughs> yeah, can't complain about that
1: um so yeah Jay white hopefully does well if he's coming over if not you know I- i'll keep watching new japan i'll try my best and i'll keep watching him for sure if he's there um so now we can try into this new segment i i, I thought it would be cool just to talk about storylines or moments that almost happen in professional wrestling so like what if like what if these actually happened? it could have been pretty cool um i have three i believe you also have three as well so uh we can go back and forth and talk about some like some like possible ideas and our thoughts and like, think about them a little bit. Um, so how about you go first? All
0: right. So I have so much, I was thinking about this. say like, when you told me about this. I was just say, like, all right, let me just think about some things that, uh, once it happens, so I have, I have a whole list, but let me just see, let me just pull out my first one that I want to talk about. What the first one's going to be. So back in, I think it was like 2008 or 2009 when, uh, Jeff, no, not Jeff. Oh, so when Jeff had the, he had a Dirty Championship at the time, and he's on SmackDown, um, and there was, like, some stuff going on with, uh, he was, like, attacked you know, by fireworks and all this other stuff. Um, and the rumor at the time was that it was Christian was the one who was causing that stuff to happen to Jeff, like his house, even his house burned down, which is
1: really? stupid. Really? Huh. <laughs>
0: uh, and then it ended up being Matt because of the rumors that it was going to be Christian, so they swapped it. And that's just a big one for me because, like, I was really looking forward to Christian coming back and facing Jeff because it had so much history with the TLC matches. You know, that was uh, something I would just love to see Jeff face Edge for the title plenty of times on SmackDown. Edge was injured at this time. Like, no, he was not, but Edge is somewhere. Um, and it, it would have just been cool to see Christian come back and then to have like a heart, Jeff versus Christian. Edge could get involved. Matt was there. He could get involved instead of that Matt Hill, which was honestly, I think was a big mistake. And then. We all know how Christian's debut on ECW went. It was not pretty. (laughs) I mean, literally, like, oh, it's Christian. (laughs) Like, basically.
1: Now, that would have been cool. I mean, if they would have gave him an actual, like, you know, debut, rather than throwing him in ECW, who at – I don't really know who the fuck was watching ECW at that point. (laughs) Like, I know I definitely wasn't. You know, it was – cool just to see like maybe when sometimes they would do like cross-branded stuff that like ECW would be around, but God, yeah, that would have been a lot better, especially cause like Christian didn't get his world title run for years. When he came yeah. back, Like he got the ECW world title, but that wasn't the ECW world title. <laughs> and it wasn't even treated like one, like to think when Bobby Lashley was the champ, Uh, The Undertaker got to pick from Three different guys when he won And Bobby Lashley Mm -hmm. was included as one of them Like oh he won the Undertaker won the Royal Rumble And he could have won against Batista He could have won against John Cena And Bobby Lashley was even an option I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure the year after that They didn't even consider the ECW title As a like world title contender option Which was like Just even more of a reason why Showing like how WWE didn't give a crap About that brand (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> they really did not. It was, it's it's sad and like man, they even made the World's Hall look completely ugly after a while too. Which it was like a fucked up nickel.
1: I know, like <laughs> the tag titles, like a couple years later, will look like like fucked up pennies. But that's a <laughs> lot
0: better than what we got with that ugly ass ECW title. Yeah, that thing was ugly. I heard it was heavy too. It yeah. Heavy. <laughs>
1: yeah, but yeah, that would have been so much better for Christian. I mean. Well, you like, it's cool. He still won that title, and he, like, got, like, definitely got nice, like, opportunities to be on that brand. Like, you know, he was definitely important enough for them, but he, he was someone that deserved to be, like, on a Raw or SmackDown, like, as a main guy, and it took years for that to actually, like, take place until, like, unfortunately until Christian retired, I mean, Edge retired, then they, like, started right. using him a lot more, which is kind of, like, sad to be the reason why he got like the rub
0: you know <laughs> yeah it's really sad like it took your best friend to have a career threatening injury to to finally get pushed it's kind of it was disappointing
1: yeah for a WWE to finally like use him, fucking ridiculous but uh, there's a lot of things with WWE that's like <laughs> why Right. um this is an interesting one so china in 1999 china became the first female in wwe history to win a male title after she defeated jeff jarrett for the intercontinental championship but there was also plans at one point for her to win the wwe championship so on this podcast she was on this is before her death of course um the bell to bell podcast and i tried to look them up i don't even think they like exist anymore uh, but she claimed that uh, there was plans for her to become WWF champion. But uh, her appearance in Playboy nixed the entire plan. After she got on to Playboy, they were like, all right, never mind. Which wow. is weird. Like, WWE's relationship with Playboy is something I want to, like, dive into and understand a lot more. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was definitely good for them. In a way, because you're getting more guys, I guess, who want to I don't know jack off and fucking watch wrestling. I don't fucking know. Like it's a weird thing. I feel like a lot of the guys who were probably into Playboy were into probably like stuff like pro sports and pro wrestling and shit like that. Um, and someone like China, just to be like, because she got the opportunity to be on Playboy, which WWE would always let their fucking stars do for a long time. And then just, you know, not use that opportunity. I think people would have liked it too if China won or
0: would have gone crazy. It would have been controversial. Controversial. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like, not only their relationship with Playboy is kind of weird, but their relationship with China in general has just been, like, this murky situation that I just, I personally just don't understand. Yes, she had this, uh, you know, so the entertainment life i understand that but i still think a lot of it comes from triple h and stephanie mcmahon and the obviously relationship that that went down with i don't know what happened behind the scenes or whatever between those three you know we, we obviously know tribulation stephanie is married um but the whole relationship the whole dynamic and like their relationship with china is just extremely weird and to, to, to me and, and and it's kind of sad that that they uh that they that they treat her they treated her the way they did in like her final years. And I teach that, like they could easily pull a trigger and make her a champion. Sure, she ready she was ready in the rumble. She won she already won a title, a men's title. So why not just go all the way, get some buzz generated, and make her a champion. That's that's and for the reason that they didn't do it, it is kinda <laughs> <it's> stupid. <laughs> Quite honestly, it's like it's kinda contradicting themselves.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of things that WWE uh, the WWE slash F did with China. That didn't really make any sense. Like they had her at least I know once possibly even twice, like almost retire and then come back or like say she had like a career ending injury and then came back. There's something I was listening to through the deadlock podcast. And yeah, it's just weird. And like, even now, like their acknowledgement of China, like wait, China did get inducted. Did she or no, or is that something She's, that never
0: happened? She did through the X.
1: Yeah, okay. So never her own real acknowledgement. Yeah. Because yeah. that was one thing. They were definitely like after she was gone, before her death, they were definitely weird and wishy-washy about her in a way that didn't make any sense. I mean, she did porn. She did Playboy. Part of the Playboy thing was something WWE, WWE and WWF was like something they supported for a long time. So it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Not at all. That's my, that's my first one. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Uh, My second one is so this one is uh, a little bit more sadder. Um, So this is a what if. So um, I think this is pretty known, uh, well known. But before uh, Eddie Guerrero, he passed away in two thousand five, late two thousand five, and he was scheduled to uh, get his second push. So he know he had his first big push when in the Day Championship against, against Brock. Um, that was a big moment. So apparently he was going to get another push and was supposed to win the World Heavy Championship. Um, apparently, so I'm reading this right now. So it said, Stephanie Mann hinted in interviews that on the day he died Eddie was booked to win the World Heavy Championship with a triple threat match involving Batista because he was injured and Randy mm-hmm. Orton. And to think that he, he really, uh, passed away. When that was in the works of happening, it's just crazy. And apparently, he's going to go on to face Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 22, which would honestly, that's like a dream match for me. I don't know if they ever faced Charlie before. They didn't actually. Because I, I was watching the uh, the Eddie tribute show like a few weeks ago because I wanted to watch after Luke Harper. Um, and and Sean Sean never got the chance to face Eddie, and they would have had a chance to face each other at WrestleMania 22, and that honestly it's a dream match with probably a lot of people and it could have been, could have been a one, one crazy match. So it's kind of sad that that didn't get to happen.
1: Yeah. I was, I was actually reading, reading that recently too, when I was uh, trying to figure out something to talk about for this segment. And yeah, Eddie Guerrero deserved to be a multiple time champion, especially like after he won it the one time against Brock, even before then, he deserved it. And then even after that, he still deserved it. Like, And he still put on some great stuff, like that stuff of Rey Mysterio and Dominic was very interesting, but at the same time, really (laughs) fucking good. Um, And to think that he almost was like, yeah, he was going to go for that second world title run and unfortunately passed away. It's just like, God, like it's always, that's another thing. Like, what if Eddie Guerrero never passed away? Like, I could still see Eddie Guerrero, like being somebody who would wrestle even now, not like consistent of course but like have those big random matches out of nowhere and like having a match against Shawn Michaels would have been sick it's like both top of the line like one of the best two of the best wrestlers to ever fucking live and if they had a match against each other it would have been so perfect but yeah. that's just like unfortunately we'll never know what ha- we'll never know and that's like a thing about like the untiming like the unfortunate passing of Eddie Guerrero like just who would have fucking thought, you know? And then yeah. there could have been so many great things to happen if the guy stayed, and, you know, it's 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 sad. It's it's a
0: sad one for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely one of my favorite wrestlers, so I was like, I would love to see him again uh another World Championship. And, yeah, I think he would have been wrestling today, too. I think he could have like been, like, probably a part-timer coming in here or there. Could have probably seen him versus people like, Man, I don't know AJ Styles of some points career. Like, you know, like, this is so much stuff that we, I mean, we won't get to see. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Like Eddie Guerrero was
1: the first person I've ever seen wrestle before. Like, mm. like I, I mentioned this in my one shot episode on the pod about like how like I never knew I was actually like a fan of wrestling until like I actually saw Eddie Guerrero because like I had this WCW Mayhem on the. Game uh, on the Nintendo sixty four. Little day, I know. I was playing a wrestling game. I kind of didn't mm-hmm. comprehend that. But then, like one day, I randomly saw Eddie Guerrero versus Mr. Kennedy, and that mm-hmm. was like, oh shit! And then turns out that was his last fucking match. Like a few days later, I'm like, holy shit, he passed away. What? Um. Yeah. But yeah, imagine if we would have actually saw like a lot more matches from this guy after that. Um. Anywho. I'll tell other things, Uh, not as sad. Uh, My thing, and it's always something that's been talked about so many different times before, like, what if it actually happened? And apparently there were plans for this to actually become a thing, but John Cena almost turning heel. You know, it's funny because John Cena was a heel before, and people, like, kind of forget it because we just kind of grow up, especially a lot of us grew up knowing that John Cena was a fucking babyface, you know, the colorful shirts and all that shit. Um, but it, apparently, John Cena uh, uh, mentioned this on a live podcast with Chris Jericho, and he was saying there was plans for him to turn heel during the Rock feud. Uh, they, it made sense too, kind of, because the Rock was getting under Cena's skin, and apparently, yeah, he got excited. He made some gear about it. Um, they actually WWE trademarked this thing called "Fear the Name." And on an episode of uh, total divas or total bellas, I forget which one John Cena actually came out. No, it had to have been like total divas before they broke up. I guess John Cena came out wearing like a luchador mask and like a singlet that said fear to name. So this could have easily been the stuff that John Cena was like (laughs) excited about to turn heel. And it's also a weird little gimmicky at the same time. But then again, John Cena is just an entire gimmick at himself. Um, but yeah, we actually could have gotten a heel John Cena. And that's always something that people thought about. Like, what if John Cena, like, turned heel? And, like, obviously something they made fun of in the Fire, uh, Firefly Funhouse match. Like, you know, like, fucking was the new leader of the New World Order and shit like that. Or, like, a new World Order in, like, today's day and age. It's just, it would have been so cool to see at least a decent heel run from Cena again after being babyface for so long. But I know WWE, like... You know, he's he made the most amount of fucking wishes ever than anyone else. And he's the biggest sell you got for, like, kids and shit like that. So why would you?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, true, yeah. But how cool. man! One thing I wish we would get from Cena is a heel turn. I, I think that Rockfield was probably the, probably the best time to do it. Because, obviously, the crowd was behind Dwayne. There was no doubt about it. On only people that were behind Cena was probably kids. And you could have easily... Even feels like a, for that one match, Cena could easily pay the Rover heel, and and uh, it would have. I don't know. It just made the match a little bit more interesting. That not that it wasn't interesting, but it would just been a different dynamic to see from Cena, and uh, I think that's like one thing that was a fail, not fail, but like one what if that <laughs> everybody we'll never get to see. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I'm just interested to see what a heel Cena could do. Like he's very versatile, so I think he could put it off.
1: Yeah, at this point, we're probably never going to see it. The closest we might see it is uh, Fast and the Furious 9 when he ma- he plays Dominic <laughs> Toretto's brother. But, yeah. Because, like, Cena could have just. It would have been great to see what type of stuff he could have pulled off as the heel, obviously. Maybe he would have got his own fucking faction that he was in charge of, or, you know, just being like an asshole. It would have been great to see that. And stuff like, when I think of his heel run back when he was doing the Doctor of Dugonomics, that was still fun, too. Just him talking shit to everyone, but at the same time, he kind of turned into a babyface anyway, because people fucking dig that shit. Um, But John Cena turning heel just could have been great to fucking see. I mean, another time, they could have done it. And this was probably something that that was an idea, but definitely John Cena breaking the streak, that would have been fucking cool, and could have easily been a heel turn right there. But a lot of what ifs like what the hell but it makes sense why WWE never did it it got them so much money they would have lost money to make them heal they the the money that they could have gotten off of the people that already didn't like Cena was very very slim so at the end of the day it was probably just a really good business decision to keep them face true true
0: but I did think they could have turned face during the period where Jeff was was uh was very hot because I honestly think he was probably a bigger I said than Cena was at the time. So I think that could have been the one moment in time where if they had turned Cena heel, it wouldn't have affected them too much.
1: Yeah. There was that time that Jeff Hardy was at the hottest point of his like career and then, unfortunately, drugs, alcohol, and WWE saying, nah, the,
0: we don't want that. Maybe <laughs> not taking that on. Uh, all right. Um so my last one, speaking of Cena, uh, Cena ended a shriek. This one's a bit of a doozy. <laughs> so apparently WrestleMania 33 was supposed to be completely different. So this is like a huge what-if scenario. So if Cena never proposed to Nikki Bella... Which hasn't, he hadn't agreed to, first of all, it says it Cena hasn't agreed to propose to Nikki Bella, which makes me, which kind of confirms to me that that whole thing was forced anyway. It didn't seem natural at all. I don't think
1: he wanted to propose to her (laughs) on fucking WrestleMania at the very least. (laughs) Right. It didn't seem like it made sense, especially when, like, in Total Divas, he was saying, like, having no real care for children and shit like that. It didn't seem like John Cena was that that type of guy to do that especially after because apparently like his ex-wife burned him and they're divorced, yeah. so like he wasn't just ready for this shit <laughs> so- and if, if he was gonna marry somebody like obviously if you wanted to marry nikki bella it would probably have been low-key as fuck like apparently i think he got married recently or it might be yeah, yeah. Or something, and that was low-key as shit so I don't know. Just uh, yeah, does definitely was something WWE forced on him, especially that whole match that they forced on
0: us. That was rough. <laughs> that, that, that match was bad. <laughs> that match was really bad. But and we almost didn't get it. So uh, apparently, there's going to be. So it's going to go all the way back to January. The Miz was supposed to face Shinsuke in a in an icy tower match at Mania instead of Cena match. Um, AJ would have had lost the third championship to Undertaker at Royal Rumble, which honestly makes no sense to me. I, I can't... I, I'm trying to think back to WrestleMania Made 33 season and kind of picture Undertaker, who I'm pretty sure at this point in his career, was like...
1: He lost his streak year. already. And the Undertaker yeah. and the title, and like he kind of mentioned this on the Broken Skull pod, like yeah. the Broken Skull session, like it never really mattered if Undertaker had the belt. Like it didn't make him important.
0: <laughs> Right, it, it really didn't. So that's an interesting thing. I think this was after his Roman match there, so he was getting into bad shape. Um, so Cena, so supposed to lose the title to the Taker at Royal Rumble, who would have, and then he would have lost it back to Styles at Elimination Chamber, and then after eliminated, after getting eliminated by Cena, who would which would have set up a Taker Cena match at Mania, like an actual match instead of what we got, um, instead, and then. Randy was always supposed to win the rumble to face uh to face Bray Wyatt uh but he would instead he would have this part's confusing Bray Wyatt would have had won the title no I lied Bray Wyatt okay this was confusing sorry so Randy was going to win the rumble he was going to turn on Bray Wyatt to win the rumble and would have faced Styles at at Mania for the title that that's a long one but that that's just just reading that loud makes me seem that we got robbed of what could have been an actual decent man 33. Uh, we would have seen Taker have a championship again, which would have been, I guess, cool. We really actually got an actual Cena versus Taker match, which I know a lot of people wanted. Um, style versus Orin would have been good. And I guess Shinsuke versus Cena versus Miz is, is there. <laughs> There's nothing really crazy <laughs> about it.
1: Yeah, that probably would have been a good match at least. But yeah, it's John Cena versus Undertaker when it actually happened at WrestleMania, that was such a biggest like the biggest fuck you like WWE did in a <laughs> while. Was, like I was so hyped to see if that actually happened, and I even liked the build up that they did for that one where John Cena kept calling him out. He's like, "Yo, it's WrestleMania season. Where the fuck you at?" And like Undertaker just basically like fucking with him, saying, "Nah, I don't give a shit." And like and then he finally does come. And just for the match to be, I think it was under like five minutes or maybe less, and it was just John Cena jobbing out to the Undertaker who in any real-life situation, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, the Undertaker has, like, he was getting into better shape, but still, there's no way he could compete with John Cena at any (laughs) point. I think that the only time he could have really competed with him was while he was still, like, a full-time, like, wrestler until he went in – like the whole part timer shit. I mean, no, I think until he lost a fucking streak, that's when it like really went down for Undertaker in terms of like <laughs> yeah. matches and his like high caliber shit. And, and it could easily carry a match with him. I don't know why they had to make that shit so fucking short, you know? Because in my eyes, that was kind of like a dream match, just because like I would have been dope to see like Cena actually go against him for the streak and then lose but then just to have John Cena, you know, call him out for weeks so and then fucking lose in minutes. It looked so ridiculous.
0: I just yeah. don't un- I, I don't understand why. Yeah, yeah, that's it was funny, but like man, like we really got robbed. And a part of me probably thinks Cena's probably, oh, you know, I'll, I'll take a quick loss, Taker, because Taker, you know, Cena has to pay respect to people. But Cena's man, a big respect
1: guy yeah. for the most part. It looks like there's
0: sometimes he's not, but that <laughs> part. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah, we got robbed <laughs> of our actual match, and that would have been a fun match, I think. Like, I this should have, man, Taker should have faced Cena back in like, oh. the early two thousand the late two thousands because that's when he was like good you know he was still good to go um there's just missed opportunities there
1: hell yeah definitely a missed opportunity and like if the gold was even important like John Cena could have just lost his belt to I mean to Undertaker right I don't know because like I felt I still think about like if I if I could replace one of them and it's one that's just not that important to me is when he went against Mark Henry. Uh, at Wrestlemania 22 mind you John Cena going against Triple H was pretty cool but opt out and just put Undertaker that would have been dope too but John Cena kind of I guess needed that big rub from like someone like Triple H at that point
0: but yeah makes sense
1: yeah uh and my last one also kind of involved i mean not also kind of but does involve john cena again (laughs) um this is something that people might have heard already before and probably all of these might have been something people have heard about before but they've been pretty interesting and i will say all of them until now didn't make any sense to me but now this one makes a lot of sense to me in a way of why they didn't do it so you remember when john cena was uh in that storyline, and he got like there was like randomly Teddy Long was like on an episode of SmackDown. Oh, John Cena, he was at a nightclub and got fucking stabbed.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: And then turns out it was like they went and said it was Carlito's bodyguard Jesus, who was like some random Italian wrestler that they got, like Italian American <laughs> wrestler, um, I believe. Um, well, it wasn't supposed to be this guy Jesus. Originally, the idea was possibly to do New Jack and people who know new jack motherfucker does actually stab people (laughs) you know obviously he he's led to a lot of controversial things one of the best things if you don't know who new jack is if you're a wrestling fan you definitely do uh go check out dark side of the ring because it talks about all the shit new jack was a part of where he fucking stabbed the kid and you know he fucking like almost killed many of people but um New Jack being the one to stab John Cena makes so much sense, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense why WWE didn't want to hire the guy because he's a fucking threat and a half to like anyone on the fucking roster. He's a liability. Like, dude is a maniac, like, pure maniac. So having him there would have been a huge issue because at any moment he could have pop off and just have an issue with anyone. So thank God they didn't sign him, and thank God they didn't use him for that. Because who knows? He probably would have actually stabbed John Cena. They they told him, "Oh, you're gonna like we're gonna say you stab John Cena," and then you know what? He's gonna stab John Cena probably. (laughs) And this was all just for John Cena. This like they they wrote him off so he could go film the Marine. But he ain't gonna film the Marine if New Jack actually would have stabbed him. Who knows? Maybe John Cena was a little bit cocky back then too. Says some remark to new Jack and then boom gets fucking shanked for real in the showers
0: <laughs> that, that would have been actually pretty, that would interesting <laughs> i' I'd say uh the thefy dodge the bullet uh for sure so uh I know that I've seen him supposed get stabbed if if imagine you read this stab him that would that would be <laughs> i don't think though'd be where it's that right now to have a a superstar getting stabbed during the recording <laughs> or something
1: oh no. Like, and it makes, this is the only one that makes so much sense to me. Like <laughs> WWE does a lot of things that isn't too smart, but that was very smart not to sign new Jack, unfortunately. Cause that guy is fucking homicidal. Right. <laughs> but I fucking love him. Like that's someone like, I would love to watch more of like, I don't know if new Jack's officially retired, retired, but it, if you give him enough money, or just a decent amount of money, he'll probably come fucking fuck somebody up. But yeah. that would be cool to fucking see. <laughs> just imagine if he did actually stab John Cena. What would have John Cena's career been like if he got stabbed <laughs> by Jack?
0: He he, he must have he must he would have hoped the Marine took off because he wouldn't do something else. He probably quit. Yeah, I don't know if he would still be
1: wrestling that for damn sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. And that's all you got. Those are pretty fun. Those are pretty interesting to talk about and learn about for sure. And, uh, and I think that's our, pretty much our episode. Let's see what we could uh, do for next week. I feel like I want to say like I was like hoping by now Royal Rumble would have fucking happened, but we still got another like two weeks before that. Uh, maybe I'll watch Lovely TNA. Girl. Maybe I'll watch uh, TNA Hard to Kill just to see what they go on there. That'll be something to talk about. So let's see what we got going on um, until then. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you, quade All right, that's your episode for today. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you uh, learned something. You know, having those storylines and just things that were supposed to happen never fully happen is really sad because some of these could have been really fucking good. And overall, R.I.P. to Eddie Guerrero, R.I.P. to China, who uh, unfortunately could never complete things that were supposed to happen with them. Um, that's just unfortunate, but anyway, man, just, I want to thank you so much for listening. As always, follow us on Instagram, and follow us on Twitter, at Project UnderSquaredKFabe. Um, tune in Friday! I should be having a one-shot episode come out, not too sure exactly what we're going to be pulling off yet, but I figured why not, we'll make sure we have one at least for this week, and maybe not for next week, not too sure yet, still figuring out what we're doing, but... Just uh, if we decide, and by me, (laughs) if I decide to change what we end up doing or don't do an episode at all, take a look on Twitter and Instagram and you'll see it up there. Uh, Besides that, thank you again and peace out.